you feel, Eva? I, it's, it's like a conflicting storm in my head right now because a part of me would love to show my vulnerability to go into my anxiety and just break down, oh my God, I'm going home. But then the other part of me is like, no, that bitch belongs back on season three. Like, I am Eva, fucking destruction. I've sacrificed too much to be here and I'm not gonna sit here and cry. My name is Eva Destruction. For fuck's sake. I'm a badass motherfucking bitch. I built my fucking career from the ground fucking up. I'm here because I wanted to prove to myself that I could go farther than I did in my original season because I left a little too early for my taste. Thank you. My name is Hollow Eve of Destruction. And I am also Teratoma of Destruction. No, I'm just kidding. And I'll drink to that. Well, she's Eva of Destruction, Mary, and she has said it in the past, and she's saying it again, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. And, you know, I got to say, I, I wonder if, I, I wish that she paid some homage to the moment where Hollow Eve stole her moment in season three by saying, and I love my leg. And if, if she put out one of those big meaty legs that she made for the challenge. Oh my God. You know, like that what would have been amazing, right? Like the layers of, of references, you know, like, Oh, you're going to step on my line. Well, I love my leg. <laughs> right. And when I yell, I sound like your father. Yeah. And yeah. I know when I yell, I sound like your camp counselor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Disappointed camp counselor. Yeah. Who's oh. trying to be as good as Melissa but doesn't quite have a wrangle on the crowd yet. <laughs> yeah, the the you know, I rewatched when I was making this clip, I rewatched that season three scene when Hollow just kind of like steps in. It I forgot, like Eva Eva's just sitting there kind of like stewing, like uh and everybody in the room is really uncomfortable with Hollow walking around, so much so that Dahlia Black leaves. Oh, I have to revisit that season, I, or at least that <laughs> episode. Do. I that feel episode like for sure. there's so much there. But, I mean, I remember. I, it was so good. I remember Eva just gearing up. She had that monologue ready, and then Hollow was just like, ah, big, you know? She didn't stop talking. No. no. Hollow doesn't stop talking, and so Dahlia leaves, and then there's a confessional with Dahlia, and she's like, yeah, you know, she kind of does this a lot and it's really uncomfortable and I feel uncomfortable and it comes off as really narcissistic. And <laughs> it's just like Dahlia just reading her. Um, you know, in the moment, I remember when we watched that season, uh, you know, it felt a little staged from Eva's standpoint, like she had this speech prepared and then Hollow came in and it was like, oh my God. And there was just something iconic about that entire episode because so much happened that episode. Oh, God. I mean, I, I, part of it, and of course it would never happen, but as Eva finally got to have the speech, everyone finally gave her her moment. I just wanted Hollow Eve to come in in like a big top hat oh, and their boobs yeah. hanging out and wearing yeah. tampons as, as streamers and just being mm -hmm. like, Adam, Eve of Destruction, Hollow <laughs> Eve of Destruction. And Eva's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Oh, God damn you. <laughs> damn you. Uh, yeah. No, for any members that want to go back and rewatch, it's season three, episode five. It's the recycling challenge. And Bitch Puddin is the guest uh, judge. It's the extermination challenge. Uh, I definitely had never watched um, because they have to blow a cockroach through a tube into their into the other person's mouth. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. God. The exterminations. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. 
you know, it's an interesting segue because I did want to talk about what Eva talks about in the speech after, because I thought this was actually really interesting and a new conversation for us to have, perhaps. So towards the end of her kind of monologue in the boudoir, she's like, you know, there are no extermination challenges this season. So the only thing between elimination and the critiques is the boudoir. And she's like, I feel like this is where I need to plead my case. Like, this is where I need to tell them why I should stay. So that's why I'm going extra. Well, I, I, which was interesting, except I was like, who are you pleading your case to? Because it's not like the rest of the group is deciding, you know, it's like, are the boules like Norman Bates moving the picture frame on the other side of the wall and watching through a hole like that? I think that's what she thinks. I think she thinks like the producers and the boules are listening for what happens in the boudoir and considering it all. If, are you good reality TV? You know what I mean? I feel like Astrid and Hoso continuing their fucking rom-drum right um and i have so many thoughts on that because of coco just kind of like stealing that scene um and the editor's telling us that coco's stealing that scene but uh the the idea being that that is the space where you're supposed to show the producers that you have more to show well and eva's been kind of having these like little meta moments throughout the episode like even in this clip where she's like and i know i could be vulnerable right now and say oh i don't want to go home like she's talking about the reality tv moment that she could be producing right now mm. earlier in the boudoir when it's like oh you know melissa and astrid are fighting and now coco and victoria have something to work out oh so what's our thing gonna be like i feel like eva's very aware of the producing and so it makes sense that like she would be talking about this moment in the culture and is like, well, this is my moment to prove why I should be in another episode of this TV show. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, she is Eva of destruction. Yeah. For Christ's sake. For, for fuck's sake. For fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that she got to have her leg. I mean, you know, she, ha she has that line of like, I know who I am and I'm not done showing it. And I was like, <laughs> all right, Mary. All right. <laughs> All right, Mary. All right, yeah. Mary. That's an I all right, Mary. very much an all right, Mary moment. Yeah. I was like, all right, Mary. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not done showing it. Like, I just, it was like order in the courtroom, hunties, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, order in the courtroom, hunties. <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> this is a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other, you know, she says, and I'll drink to that, you could also just use this and then go into Ladies Who Lunch. Oh, you know? absolutely. I mean, that's if if a drag queen wanted to do like a little mega mix. I, um, you know, here's to the Evas Who Lunch, you mm. know? Yes. Put in some of the laughing song that uh -huh. she looks to. Yeah. yeah. I you know, I I am here for the Eva Destruction Company crossover drag queen mega mix. Mm, company. Uh door door chimes, bell rings, in comes Eva of Destruction. <laughs> Incomes and I'm Hollow Eve of Destruction. <laughs> yeah. Hollow, hollow, yeah. hollow, hollow. <laughs> Come on, eat some spiders for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting spiders all over my tits today. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's right. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Don't tell the boules, but I'm not getting spiders on my tits today. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh, what a weird, what a fever weird dream crossover. Right I know. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like going through all of the songs. You yeah. could drive a person crazy, right? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like that could. You go could drive insane. a monster crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, what would Barcelona be instead? It would be like. Where you going? Hell. <laughs> Hell. None of your business. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I appreciate this conversation so much right now. Even more so than Sorry, how it's Mary, being dead. <laughs> oh, being dead. <laughs> Somebody shit in my chair. Yeah. Somebody feed me with <laughs> nine <Feed me> bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Totally. Uh, sorry, I just that's so I'm glad we made glad we went there today. Yes, we did absolutely. Yeah, I uh, Eva is still around. That's the other reason why I thought this would be an interesting clip of the week, just because Eva was spared. I didn't see them sending Hoso home for this look. Yeah, I I guess I was kind of surprised that it was a double save this week. The only, I think the plus side of it is I like that they set up like, okay, well, this means that, you know, if we rob Peter, we got to pay Paul, you know? And so it's like there's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a double elimination later in the season. So I like that there's at least a twist that this creates. Mary, if they rob Peter, uh, you got to pay Paul. What are they going to do to Mary? Oh, God. all right, Mary. <laughs> what are they going to do to Mary? Do to Mary. <laughs> She's over here just playing a cowbell all by herself. <laughs> I don't know what Mary did in Peter, Paul, and Mary, but I assume oh, she, she sung. She did sung. She, what was oh. one of their hits? Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh. Okay. Peter, Paul, and Mary? Come on, Mary. Come on, Mary. Peter, yeah, how come we've never talked about Peter, Paul, and Mary? <laughs> Peter, Paul, and All Right, Mary. Well, because you've never made a Peter, Paul reference, but, you know. No. Well, we guess go. what? <laughs> well, guess what, Mimi? <laughs> they also, I mean, they're, it's like folk to the oh, core, right? Oh, I see. So leave there's a jet plane. Uh, yeah, leave it on a wind. jet plane. They did. Yeah. If I had a hammer, all of those types of songs. I think they covered a lot of Bob Dylan songs. Uh-huh. Um,. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They it they were a thing, you know. When yeah. folk was a thing, they were definitely a thing. There was a new iteration of Peter Paul and Mary called Cry Cry Cry. Do you know about the band Cry Cry Cry? I do not. Okay, so Cry 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 you might know because of um oh what is her f- name oh uh, uh dar williams you know who dar williams uh-huh, is, right? i know who that is yeah yeah so richard Schindel, lucy kaplansky and dar williams made up cry 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 uh they were this like they were each folk singers that then came together to be this group and oh my god they uh, i fucking loved cry 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 growing up <laughs> oh so good Wow. I mean, I just it it just bears mentioning we've gone from Hollow Eve to Company to to Peter Paul and Mary to Cry Cry Cry. We are ten minutes in. All right. Well, ten minutes in. Let's let's discuss this huge challenge. I the first watch, I was kind of like, oh, what did I think of that episode? And then on the second watch, I was like, I there is. Moment by moment, this entire episode was fantastic. This was a really fun episode. I really, I think, um, you know, obviously the the you know love triangle of terror conversation didn't quite end, but like 
I feel like they've gotten so much more blatant with like having, you know, moments like Coco saying like, well, I wish I cared, but like, yeah. you know, so at least like the show is like, yeah, this conversation's still happening. We're not validating this as interesting, you know? I, yeah. I think that's what the show is telling us right now is, uh, by including all of that. Eva, it takes three to triangle. I, Astrid and Hoso in the start were like, yeah, the drama's done. The drama's done. It's done now. And then Coco's like, no, it's not like y'all are the drama. Yeah. Like these girls don't realize that they are the tension yeah i love that yes. yeah, yeah. they don't realize they are the tension and it's true it continued in in the boudoir yeah um you know i i don't remember the moment or i think i guess when astrid was talking about something and they flash back to astrid's original season uh i guess season oh, four yeah. uh mm-hmm. and there was like a quick glimpse of uh bitter betty and i mm. just thought oh I, she was a cool babysitter. When we talk about like babysitters of drag and drag race, mm. I feel like Betty was a was a maybe not a great babysitter, but a cool babysitter. Yeah, I mean, like Amelia Bedelia is a, a cool babysitter, but she's not a great. Babysitter, oh, she's a mess. Right? Yeah, 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 she's a fucking mess. mess. I feel like Bitter Betty is like you hire her because you love her, but right? And she's got that heart sweater, you know, like the, it's. <laughs> I, I I just I don't know I had I had fond memories I feel like cause we, we we went into that season being like oh man what are we gonna think of Betty and then like mm. it was like I don't know what to say on the show I really enjoy Betty so oh Betty yeah. um and her name is Betty Mary. her name is Betty I mean come oh. on she's a total Betty she's a total Betty <laughs> yeah she's a total Betty <laughs> she's such a Betty yeah. yeah. So. Maybe it is Total Betty. Yeah, I can't remember. Total Betty. Yeah. Uh, that's from Clueless. That is from Clueless. Um, which we have not done on this podcast, and I'm very disappointed. Yeah. I, I just, you know, there's a couple that are just sitting there. It's like, nope, haven't done it yet. Haven't done it yet. Uh, legally, legally Blonde we haven't done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely Clueless. Clueless is like Mary. Uh, I could talk about Clueless for days. Well, yeah. Days. I mean, you know, uh, I could talk about Dan Hedaya for the rest of my life, you know, like, okay, get out of my chair, get out of my chair. I get it. Cher, get in here. Cher, Cher. get in here. Yeah. Like I want a drag queen mega mix that includes Cher's dad. Mm. I want anything that includes Cher's dad. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Especially if Bob Hoskins is in there as well. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! It's just like uh, you know a Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> you know convention. Oh my goodness! So Astrid wants to fight Melissa, uh, which I just love how everybody is finding comedy in how just she's such a little sister now. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, this is a great time to uh, recognize one of Coco's great quotes. Also, Coco and RuPaul have a, have another quote in common. So here's Coco this week talking about Astrid. She did that's dumb. And obviously, uh, we have another dumb clip. Oh, I should put them next to each other. You love being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's uh, and then there's also. <laughs> That's great. Stupid. I think we have it. Stupid. We got it. We got it. We got it. Well, I, I don't know if that last clip was in the same spirit of Coco and even RuPaul. Because when RuPaul said that, it was like, oops. Uh, because Coco is just like, she is done with Astrid. If you watch Coco whenever Astrid is talking, I feel like the editors know which camera angle to, to use. Because they want the one that includes Coco whenever possible. What does Coco think? 
she is con- like consistently rolling her eyes or closing her eyes when Astrid is talking. This is your funeral diva. <laughs> it's your funeral diva. It's your funeral diva. Uh, I just love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, are all of these? Oh, okay. I didn't know that these were new. Okay. Oh, yes. No, these are all new. I, you know, okay. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I came in early. I played a little bit of the Marina Summers clip with the music that I like, and then mm-hmm. I added some clips. Mm. Uh, well, we get this mini challenge. Oh, sorry. What do they call it on this show? Uh, fright Feet. Fright Feet. <laughs> I got to say, just like, just to go meta for a second, like, we all know, like, the the show is moving into a direction of just, like, modeling itself after reality shows, right? Not necessarily Drag Race, but, like, it is doing its best to kind of check those boxes for mainstream audiences. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, the idea of a mini challenge is not original to Drag Race. Like, they did it on Survivor. They do no, it on, you know, yeah. uh, Next Top, Top Model. Model. Yeah. 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 Project Runway. Did they do little mini challenges on Project Runway? No. no not no, no, really. No, no. I feel no. like the only one I can remember was, like, I mean, because I was recent. I think it was, like, season eight, and they had to, like, go running around a track, and then one girl was like, I don't want to do this anymore, and then she left. But I don't know if that counts as a mini <laughs> challenge. <laughs> You know, the, 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 I feel like the mold for Drag Race is between Project Runway, but mostly Top Model. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was from the beginning, the tone was always in reference to Top Model. Right. Even though they were designing things a la Project Runway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the judging, I feel like, was much more in the tone of Project Runway instead of Top Model, if that makes sense. In terms like Project Runway, they like read those gowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what happened on Drag Race, right? They they were just like critiquing gowns, or you know what I mean. Well, they had Santino Rice, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Miss J up there. Uh, the mini challenge. Sorry, uh, we we went off on on it. Uh, was this arm wrestling challenge? Um, and they get these teams. Uh. This fright feat wasn't a fright feat, right? The best part about it, because the first watch I was like, what is this? And then the second watch I was like, don't be disappointed. They're all wearing wigs and it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all, I feel like the arm wrestling and even like the, the you know, stage fighting, you know, instruction course later. Like, oh, it was, it was great. There yeah. is kind of this lens of like watching a bunch of gays beat each other up in a faggy workroom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there is that lens of like, oh my God, look at this basement of a frat house nonsense except there are a bunch of queerdos in in alto wigs so Mm. i think from that lens in a a room they're calling a boudoir exactly in in a in an incredibly gaudy hot topic inspired workroom that they call the boudoir that my spell check just does not believe is a word every time i type it and so i i feel like that lens makes it interesting but otherwise it's like okay they're arm wrestling yeah Mm. Uh, yeah, they were arm wrestling. It was fine. Uh, obviously, Coco won. I did not see that going any other way. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. Uh, I thought I thought Melissa had a chance. You know, Melissa's got that. She's she's got that like sailor baseball hat. That mm. I, had, there's something porny about that hat. I feel like I've seen someone showing their butthole by a pool wearing that hat. You know what I mean? Okay. You know All what right. I mean? Yep. I I think I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So I just I don't know. I thought well, you know, Melissa's got that butthole hat on. She might win. You know, to quote Clueless, you know, I'm going to wear, you know, like like a sailor dress and and all my bridesmaids are going to wear sailor hats. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. It's going to be a total Monet. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I almost clipped it, but I didn't. The way that Emmy introduces herself. Hi, I'm Emmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like she's a, a, a menu of a Wii game. Yeah. Uh-huh. There it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi. Or like I'm that, that, that like children's show meme that keeps showing up, right? Uh, where like the kids oh. jump out and dance. Hi, my and name's introduce- Katrina. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, hi, my name. Yeah, she's hi, my name's Katrina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, yeah. yeah. And I'm Emmy. <laughs> hi, I'm Emmy. Uh, anyway, she is adorable. Uh, and also, I feel like her reactions to the fighting and all of the practicing just added so much to this little edited segment. Um, there was one part where <laughs> Melissa goes, ah, you fucking cunt bitch. And then is going to slam a chair onto Astrid. And then you hear in the background before it cuts away, Emily, Emmy screaming. Just going, ah! oh, God. <laughs> I feel like she, you could tell there was a moment of like, Oh, these are some big energies. Like she's, mm-hmm. she, she came in with this kind of like, stunt coordinator from portland kind of thing like so can we just first do like a safety check does anyone have any injuries that i should know about you know like it was very like who wants some matcha tea with their stunt court you know choreography Mm, you know matcha tea that is very pacific northwest very pnw Mm -hmm. you know this is a i that i know this is shocking but there's a slight tangent Uh, i need to send it to you i found on youtube there's these like you know, PBS style documentaries from like the nineties or the early two thousands. There's one all about um, diners all across uh, Pennsylvania that I really <sighs> love. Brilliant. And, but then there's another one that's all about like great uh, brunch spots and breakfast spots around the U S and, and again, this is like early two thousands. And one of them is this place in Portland. What's it called? Uh, Tell me what it's called. Tin shed tin something like tin that shed? it might no. be closed now because it's a long time ago yeah. but oh mary i have to send it to you because it is as it's almost a portlandia sketch in terms of like no. spot on like all of it reeks of the pacific northwest i mean no. you know i say that as a you lived there for a year and you know like you know what i'm talking about i was there two years, two years yeah. excuse me you know what i'm talking about it is so and and not and in a like early 2000s kind of like early gentrifiers kind of way oh right i have to send it to you it was still a secret yeah Yeah, absolutely but it's it's um i feel like it might be triggering but i like thought of you no i was gonna say that like am i ready to watch that uh but i will watch it i will watch it and Uh, so for anyone listening if you want like just dm me on instagram i'll send it to you what's interesting about portland in the 90s and like early 2000s is that it was that much closer to when oregon was still a whites only state yeah like that's that's Mm -hmm. how i think about portland is like every year that passes it's further away from it being a whites only state so the when you go back in time you just have to remember that context right uh, I, and it's just a fascinating lens to think about uh, that state and Portland in general, because Portland is like the opposite of what you would think about with a in a in a a state that is a whites only state for that was a whites only state for until very recently, you know, I think recently. But okay, tangent over. Tangent uh, over. Emmy. Emmy. <laughs> Emmy. Emmy is giving me tin shed brunch 
crowd realness. <laughs> she flew in from PDX. Airport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, she had to transfer. You know. Oh god. Well, yeah, you have to transfer. It's a yeah. regional airport. But I will tell you this, because you know, I'll talk shit about Portland, but man, there's some really there's some good things about Portland, and one of them is their fucking airport. Oh, I fucking love their airport. Their airport is fantastic. Yeah, I guess I was there. I, I don't really remember it, but I, I don't remember it being a bad experience. All of the shops in the PDX airport are local shops. So like you're not going to you're not going to get, you know, a Chili's stupid. to go. Yeah, it's not going to be like that. So like you're going to get, uh, you know, if you need to go gift shopping. The airport actually is the best place to do it because any shop that you're going to find in downtown Portland, you're going to find in the airport. And it's great. Uh, you get great wine. You get great whiskey at the airport. Oh, my God, Mary. It's just uh, – and the food is good, too, at the airport. So, uh, <laughs> Man, you just love that airport. <laughs> I did love that airport. You know what? I was in that airport uh, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, well, a lot. Um, and just for anyone wondering, the Tin Shed Garden Cafe is still open on Alberta Street. So, oh, it's on Alberta. Okay, so that is northeast. It's northeast. It's in northeast Portland. Yeah, so that's northeast. Northeast is like the most desired place to live in Portland. Uh, people in the Northwest will argue with me on that, but uh, well, tin- everybody loves the Northeast because it's quieter. And, uh, the, you know, the, the restaurants are better, but you definitely need a car to live in Northeast. Yeah, the Tin Shed opened back. It, the Tin Shed was one of the early gentrifiers of the Northeast. So that's that makes sense uh, because Alberta Street is completely different. They pushed out all of the black people that lived around Alberta Street in Mississippi. Uh, so you yeah, should hear that, how they talk about it in the documentary. It's really <laughs> they whitewash that. <laughs> <gasps> oh, yeah. That used to be a very uh, mostly black neighborhood. And then it uh, they all got pushed to North Portland or further east. Yeah. Well, you know, let's <laughs> now we're just, you know, um, you know, let's let's uh, do a quick intermission with this impression of the big boule that Sister Mary Phillips sent us. That is my new favorite thing. Oh, I love this. This yeah. is my impression of the big boule and the boule <laughs> from Dracula Boule Brothers. <laughs> Hello, Ugly. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The big boule. The big boule. And it's so for anyone who wants to see at Sister Mary Philip James, thank you. I, I've I've been laughing at this constantly. Uh it's this guy on TikTok TikTac. Don't tick what am I doing? TikTok. Call it TikTac. TikTac. Uh Kareem El Arab El Arab. Of course, I'm never gonna pronounce anything. Uh but I uh I love this not only for the voice but because for the hands the like fingers that he does when he goes hello uglies oh, and there's he does that, that thing yes. yeah <laughs> the hand thing yes as if he has like five inch nails on yeah oh my god <laughs> i so we have that on the soundboard we also have just isolated hello uglies <laughs> just in case we need so good such a great impression mary you know on that subject i know we're kind of jumping ahead but like those were the debu- the boulets doing commentary. No, they weren't. It had to be them. No, that's the one guy is like the he's been a guest. It's like Michael Varadi or something like that. Okay, I, I wanted I, it to be the boulets. I Don't was because Michael Varadi, he was the one that I was like, yeah, that's not Drac. 
But the other one, I was like, that could be Swan. <laughs> I meant to look it up. I think the other one, I don't remember who the other one was, but no, I, that was my first thought was like, oh, am I seeing them, you know? Uh, Are they doing it? Are they out of drag? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, out of drag, if you will. Out of drag, yeah. Because I was like, oh, he could have changed his voice. You know, I was like, hmm. Yeah, from a swan to a goose. And, and they did great. They did great they did great i think they had really good like good scripts they had good lines i feel like uh that closing line of like it was a nail biter and they're acrylic oh. it was a great tagline mary that is everything that one is fucking fabulous yeah so uh, uh good for them well and the guests this week of course are poppy who uh has been a guest before and is uh always serving i'll just die if i don't get that recipe realness mm -hmm. she is always serving that There's, always uh, she was uh wasn't what's her face her for snatch game yeah someone was her for snatch game and it did. um it was season 13 i feel like or maybe oh no it was canada I think it was Canada oh, season two. Yeah. Was it like was Poppy. Pythia or something like that? Mm, no. Mm. Uh, I'll look it up while you're talking yeah. about Poppy and the other fabulous guests. Oh, and the other fabulous guest, Katya, who I, is just always – I I just don't ever get tired of Katya. You know, like I'm kind of like – I've had just about too much of Jennifer Coolidge, which it happens, you know. Uh, but Katya, is, that's, I'm never going to have that problem. And I did not know she was going to be on this episode – I was thrilled to see her, um, and uh, yeah, she's she is the queen of pizza queens, and so it was very exciting to see Katya and Coco interacting because they truly are pizza royalty. Mm. Yeah, Katya. Oh my god! Uh, if I were if if the BSA wasn't already taken for me, I would give it to Katya. She, I I thought that her tone and how she approached this was just. Uh, so refreshing uh, to be a judge on Dragula. Poppy was played by Crystal Method. Oh, sure, sure. And I don't even know if it's the same Poppy. <laughs> it might be. Honest. It could be. She's blonde. Uh, Crystal Method played Poppy as a blonde. And I'm like... Was Poppy was blonde when she guessed it on previous seasons. I feel like this was like... Oh, okay. uh, this might have been a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a wig? <laughs> Is that a wig? <laughs> Uh, well, we get these looks. Um, I got to say, I I didn't know how to critique any of this. Even Eva's, I was like, yeah, that works. Yeah, I feel like these were very, it was kind of like I was, I was more focused on like the challenge. So I thought the looks were kind of just meant to be like what you wore in the challenge. Same. Versus yeah. like, oh, the look matters, you know? Yeah, I mean, when it, when it came to Vicky Black, though, and even Coco Kane, you could say it definitely mattered, right? Like it was a standout. And then, but with Eva, what's interesting is when she, I think they mentioned this, the boules, but like when she took off the pants and revealed those thighs, Mary, the detail of adding the veins in, the thighs looked like great, like really, really detailed. And she didn't have to do that. Yeah, I thought Eva looked. I, I had to be told that she didn't look good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, there's obviously there's always a scale and like there's, you know, Vicky did kind of obviously oh, bring shit. so much. I mean, the handsome woman, butch lesbian thing, I loved the, mm -hmm. I feel like there is, um, 
there was a vague Mercedes rule energy that I saw that always makes me, I don't think we get to talk about Mercedes rule enough on this no. podcast. Georgia rule. Georgia rule. Georgia rule sister Mercedes rule. Uh, and I'd love to find more opportunities to talk about Mercedes rule. And so I'm making them. There is a Mercedes rule uh, in there. What do I know? Mer- I know her, but what do I know her from? What did she I see? She was in? the mom in Big. She- oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she's in Married to the Mob. Uh, Big, I remember. Okay. Yeah. She won an Oscar her. for The Fisher King, Best Supporting Actress, which I've never seen. My that's a movie that like I heard my mom say a lot. Like, yeah, oh, the Fisher King. Oh, the Fisher King. You know, that's yeah. like one of those. It was 1992, so there you go. 91. Oh, she got the Oscar in 92. Excuse me. Oh, I see. Okay. Anyway, um, yes, uh, Mercedes rule. There is a Mercedes rule there. Um, yeah. With Vicky, what did you think of Melissa's? Oh, so Melissa. I mean, I think, I think she looked good. I feel like it was. I feel like if there was kind of that lens of like, oh, but like make it ugly or make it gross, I kind of feel like Melissa was more just kind of like hot and butch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. She looked, for me, she looked perfect for this challenge. And I could also see their critique, and they didn't give this to her, but I could also see the critique of like, yeah, I mean, it was a, it, you weren't ugly enough. Right. Like these are the ugly ladies, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, she was, I just thought she was so good in this challenge. Like there was no chaos, right? It was like neutral, good. Yeah. I thought Melissa was great in this. I mean, you know, uh, fuck her up, Melissa. This is our oh ring. You oh know? my God. Okay. I would say that's where the chaos was. Okay. Know? Well, let, put a pin in that Mickey, because, uh, I do want to keep talking about some of these looks, uh, in particular Coco Kane. I mean, you know what I'm going to say? I love Coco. And I love those boobs, but when it looks like you're wearing a like a ta- like a like a top, you know, and I can see the shoulders. Yeah, and it kind of came off sometimes. Yeah, in the, by by the armpit. I hear you. It just feels like it's such a huge part. No, I, I guess pun whatever. Uh, it's such a big part of the illusion that if there is something kind of obvious about it being, you know, just a breastplate, then it's like. Well, you're drawing all this attention to this thing that is, you know, I, I, the boules went only as far as to say is like the looks a little haphazard. But I thought like this has been an ongoing thing, you know, and I love yeah, Coco. but but uh, was, oh, I just lost my train of thought. But I feel like if she's if she has the if the look is all about the boobs, yes, I hear your point uh, because it looks fake. But like Mary, like we've we've talked about this before. Sometimes it's supposed to look fake. I I think it's like it looked fake in the way where I could see the strings, you know, like like it looked like a mistake. Yeah, like it's one thing where like okay, like head on as she's like spreading the boobs. I'm like okay, these are like it's abundantly <laughs> fake. That's different from like okay, but I can like see where you I can see how you put this illusion on by putting your arms through those holes. Like that mm. that to me feels like you not paying attention to all the details, you know? And when there's yeah. people up there who are paying attention to the details, when Eva's putting veins in her legs mm-hmm. and Hoso's, you know, got everything on, you know, uh, from, you know, Michael's and, and Vicky looks like Mercedes fucking rule. Yeah. Mer- Vicky did a great job with that bodysuit, right? Because you couldn't really tell yeah. where things started and where things ended. And I think Coco tried, right? Uh, and, you know, with the skin tone and then the tattoos and everything like there was a 
there was a lack of detail there. But I will say, I, I thought she made this challenge really interesting because her costume, much like Astrid's, her costume became part of the fight and actually a really important part of the fight. And it made it funnier. Uh, I felt like it was obviously as normal, like a character from a video game. Or what I really got was like an MTV claymation celebrity deathmatch character. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, all of this, all of this said about the boob plate. She's I, Coco Kane still stole the show. I mean, she was yeah so good. I love the way that as she'd like climb into the ring, she'd have to hold the boobs. Oh, I know. You know, like I, I know. just love having to support the boobs before mm-hmm. she like goes in and attacks someone. I, <laughs> it was it was so good, it's so entertaining, and especially even the first time watching this, where like it's a bit of chaos in the beginning. I never missed Coco, and so like these yeah, are minor minor quibbles. Like what I'm pointing out is just like. It's because everything else is so good that it's like, oh, but I can see the armholes, you know? At, at that, you know, at, at some point I just didn't care. I will say I'm kind of disappointed at the editors for showing us the wig reveal before we saw it in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great gag, but it lost impact when, since we'd already seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, the commentators, I think they had a shock, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we did not. We had already seen it uh, with Emmy. And so I'm just kind of like, oh, that's, that's kind of a bummer for us. But still, she did it in the ring, which I think is great. Um, yeah, there's a there's a whole Twitter discussion. If any Marys are interested in, in uh, going on, going in there um, and talking about Coco Kane's big tits versus Jimbo's big tits. I saw um, that. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. And at first I was just like, Oh, brother. And then I was reading through and I was like, this is interesting. I thought it was very interesting, interesting. but I'm going to see myself out of the conversation. Yes, same. I'm not going to comment on that. No, same. I also like, I I am, I have no reason to be in it and I love that I don't have to be, but I was like, okay, this is, it's a lot of interesting conversations happening. And, um, you know, looks like my Hot Pocket's ready, you know? Uh, yeah, the oops. Um, uh, my bosom's oops, my bosom's now. That was my So listen, uh, yeah. So Marys that are are interested in what the debate is. So there, there was somebody that posed the question, like, "Hey, why are people okay with Coco wearing these big tits and calling it a sleigh?" And then when Jimbo does it, they call it like you know, hating on women or making fun of women. And that's kind of the stem of the conversation. Uh, and, you know, uh, I think some people chimed in on both sides. Some people chimed in on either side. Uh, but I thought it was a, a cool discussion. I don't know if anybody was really coming for each other, which is also why it was readable. I think even the original poster, the OP, as they say in Reddit, um, said like, hey, thanks for all these cute comments. Thanks for the comments and keeping it cute. Yeah, I think on Twitter, it's for anyone who wants to go check it out. It's the Drag Detective, who also mm. does a lot of YouTube videos, uh, and that, that's where the the thread is. It is. It was actually like surprisingly reasonable for like what could have been uh, a pretty. It could have turned into a Saint versus all the Dragula POCs. Oh my God! The the you know. The decanonization of Saint. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, Saint. Hey, Hey, Saint. Saint. Hey, Saint. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just like. I don't know enough about it. I don't either. I'm not going to comment. Because I feel like it started with like, oh, Yavska wants credit for this look that she inspired. But then it turned into this whole other like. 
with meatball me yeah. with the group chat and mm-hmm. the, i was like oh the yeah boulets, and then an apology and yeah people calling her disgusting and yeah and then my other hot pocket was ready and i had to yeah, go oops. Oops. <laughs> my bosoms came flying my bosoms out, came out, flying out crowd. drew a crowd had to go yeah <laughs> yeah there are men in this country that haven't seen my bosoms yeah so. you know i don't know why anyway, you get dressed at all you yeah know? i don't know why you get dressed at all that's right right um so uh, yeah, otherwise, Astrid, I thought Astrid looked great. I loved her pink wig. I loved Hoso's blonde wig. Um, I thought all these looks were great. And, you know, um, maybe that's just me kind of being a little basic. Well, you know, embrace it. Uh, no, I, I think that this was fun. I think what I liked about this that I didn't see going in that, you know, obviously ties into the the little class with Emmy was that like, oh, this isn't this isn't a wrestling challenge. And wrestling is never a like fighting on a on the floor in a singlet challenge this is a choreography challenge you know like this is uh, a performance challenge that i keep saying and i like that they kind of highlighted that because i feel like i didn't i feel like i mean i didn't see season one but i feel like season two had a similar like death ring challenge like i feel like previous seasons of dragula have not highlighted that all of this is performance like yeah. I feel like part of the well, brand wrestling is, like, is so drag. Right? Yeah, but I feel like part of it was the like, oh man, now we're gonna have you beat each other up, and it's like, yeah, Fuck but all of this is fake because I I didn't again. All I saw from season one was that clip of Melissa beating up Zochi Mochi in a <laughs> in a baby pool, you know, in, in the back, you know, by the tables where they get ready. It was perfect. That season is like the more I think about it, that season was perfect. So I can't wait to see it. But I I was it. The impression I got was that was a little bit more real. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a little bit more real. It was a little less. It was a little bit more unhinged. A little bit more dangerous. Yeah, this was a little bit more like the wrestling challenge from season four of Drag Race. Yes, exactly. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting kind of meta moment, right? Like, yep, this challenge is all choreographed. The fighting is fake. Dragula, the fighting is very. It's probably, all exactly. It's, it's discussed after the cameras are off, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I do feel like there was a a lot of layers this episode in the ring, in the boudoir, in the cauldron of like it's just layers of performance. Like all like I feel like I just see it now that like Dragula is. I think there there's been some real interpersonal drama, but there's been a significant amount of produced drama. Yeah, nothing. No stakes. Yeah. For sure. Like maybe um, Abor is the only person who was having real feelings in that workroom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, except when, you know, she was talking to a mannequin. <laughs> well, then there you go. I mean, yeah, right? Like, I feel like it is just buffoonery. I, f- I don't know. In a, in a way that I don't mind. Like, I also love the idea that also Dragula is cast with, with people who, like, want to troll the show on purpose, mm. you know? There is that. There yeah. is that. Uh, I will say the first watch I was bothered by it and the second watch I couldn't stop laughing about it but I think I'm laughing at it but uh, just Eva just saying like fuck off fuck her up yeah this is our ring fuck yeah and I was like is Eva at a gay porn orgy (laughs) right well that's it it gave me flashbacks to like when you watch one of those videos where it's like a big gangbang situation gangbang and and, yeah and there's like a guy who's like oh yeah yeah fuck him and it's like (laughs) like I always that always Steve Steve we need you to quiet down you could just just quiet down (laughs) or like when a guy like like stumbles on his words he's like yeah put the the thing in his ass, fucking his ass, put it in his ass, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's fuck that cock. Right? Yeah, <laughs> fuck that cock. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's fuck these. It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. 
fuck that cock. Fuck that cock. <laughs> and there's like a moment of like, what? Right. But then you then you, you, you put your brain around and you're like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like, fuck his cock, right? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Sit yeah. on it. You know? Yeah. Is he fucking fuck you cock. or are you enveloping him? Sure. All right, Judith mm-hmm. Butler. Yeah, I know that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that cock. Fuck yeah. that cock. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just felt like I was watching a porn orgy with just <laughs> and then i mean and then some fucking started right between vicky and coco that was great that is it i think great. how they like elevated this from like okay how do you put a, a hat on this how do you take a twist on this and <laughs> yeah. it was perfect and it was like the way it was filmed the angle like coco with the boobs <laughs> and the legs out it was just great oh the orgasm sound yeah, yeah. no it, <laughs> i did i did appreciate it the second watch the first watch i was like oh this is chaos uh this wasn't directed well but then i realized like oh i think that's the point yeah it's just like fuck her up melissa fuck yeah, yeah this is up. our ring. Fuck yeah, fuck her. Come on, fuck her. Come on, fuck her. Come on, just fuck her. Just fuck her already. Mary, I'm dying. Come on, this just morning. fuck her. Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 Coco absolutely stole the show. Yeah. Absolutely stole the show, and I think Melissa, though, if you go back and watch, like Melissa's doing the best job. Melissa, I feel like this this was like if, if I mean in some ways like if she doesn't win this challenge, then what are we doing here? Yeah, but like yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I thought she was great. I love that she lost her voice too. I love when someone oh, loses that was their the voice. Best part. Yeah. That was the best part. I loved that part so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's like, this is the challenge. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, when someone loses their voice, I just it's oh, it's so charming. <laughs> Because of the challenge. Because oh, the challenge, <laughs> yeah. Because it always sounds like they're breaking into tears. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, we get the podcast, uh, and I think they're just like mostly concerned about Astrid mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Wearing a bodysuit again. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they you know they kind of drop the hint that they don't want to eliminate anyone this week, and yeah, they then they don't. So, I guess if you don't want to, you don't have to. Here's my question for you about Katya. And this is also why I love Katya. I couldn't tell if Katya loved, hated, or was kidding about any of the shoes she was reading, particularly Astrid's. Uh, I mean, I have to say that when she told Astrid to bevel her foot, I was like, that is the gayest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Bevel your foot. Bevel is like the gayest verb Bevel. Bevel. That is the gayest word, period. Beverly Sutton. Yeah. Sorry, Beverly. Sorry, Bevel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I. Bevel up. Bevel up. Bevel up. Bevel bevel up. (laughs) Uh, So congratulations to Beverly. Go ahead, Mary. Um, anyway, uh, I think that this is Katya's appeal. Is that Beverly like... Hills? What a thrill! Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Um, so, um, Beverly. Um, sorry, Beverly. <laughs> I think this is Katya's appeal. I think that she like. I think she's serious. I think she reels like I these I don't like these shoes, but she puts so much kind of I don't know 
she it's like she's not really offended by it but she's performing this level of offense mm, which i think uh-huh. is what's entertaining is is being like oh my god those semi-formal shoes these are disgusting <laughs> like the reality is she's probably like oh, i didn't like the shoes but i love that she can spin it into that kind of like i don't know i feel like it's it's similar to something that like kathy griffin would do you know where it's mm. just like yeah she, she hinges on it she takes it and then she just like swings the door open yeah yeah she bevels it yeah <laughs> she goes uh, what did she say? You're going to the psych ward for those shoes. Right. You are wild, like a psycho. Take those shoes off, you fucking lunatic. Right. I love that because it's like I know she doesn't really care, but like that's what I I want someone to react like that. I want someone to read someone's shoes. You know. It's interesting because I don't know. It was just like perfect comedy because it started with Hoso because she's like, yeah, house arrest. You know, the performance was a little clunky, but mm-hmm. I'd still fuck you, right? And it was just like, oh, this is a charming way to read her for her shoes. And then she gets to Astrid and she's like, fuck you. Like, what? And those fucking shoes. Those shoes, bitch. It oh, my God. brings it up again when Swan was like, you know, when you had the bodysuit. And the I hate, shoes. I did hate the coat. Yeah. yeah and those, and shoes. those shoes. The semi-formal shoes. I love that. It was a great little segment. Yeah. Uh, that's really, a, really great. That's a great supercut of, like, guests and judges hating queen shoes. Because there's mm. definitely club kid shoes. There is that that white hooker shoes, white hooker shoes, and I love you for it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's that the judge who's like says authority. I just hate the shoes, you know. Like mm. um, there's the the little biscuits that like widow is wearing. Like I oh wow shoes kitten, kitten heels on the runway kitten heels on the runway. Like there's a real shoes montage, you know. Yeah, uh, and then you could mix it in with shoes. Exactly, exactly. Shoes are three hundred dollars. Let's get up. You know the what's her what's her snakes prints from. Drag Race Philippines with those shoes. Those shoes. It's really uh, a thing. Yeah. You know? Club could shoes for sure. Yeah. Latrice but. and those boots she kept wearing. Well, is there a quote about them? Yeah. If not, there's the there's the reading challenge where Dita says you're not in prison anymore. You can you could lose the slides and sand <laughs> the sli- the socks and sliders, you know. <laughs> oh, Mary. <laughs> they don't read like they used to. Um so anyway, uh Yes, the other, uh, from kind of these... Oh, yes. Okay, I know where you're going. Please do. Okay. So, is it, it's this clip that I'm going to play? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, oh, bit. God, I wrote this down, and I'm glad you clipped it. So, you know, amid all of this discussion, there is kind of like, oh, Astrid and Melissa, you really worked well together. And, like, even Coco's like, yeah, they really kind of channeled their, you know, aggression into, you know, collaboration. Like, you know, maybe it really brought them together. Cut to Melissa. And now so much of this is visual. It is a yeah. reason to rewatch the the face journey, the handwork, the yep. eyes. There's so yeah. much that Melissa is doing in this clip that I was like, oh my God. Like this is, you know, what do you, are, it, Melissa be fierce or Beatrice straight? Who am I looking at here? Uh, but here is at least the audio of this little talking head moment. No, I don't think it brought us together at all. I don't have that connection with Austria whatsoever. I don't think I ever will either. The whatsoever with the eyes and the shaking yeah. head. Whatsoever. Someone lied to her several Somebody times. Somebody lied to her several times. Yeah. And just like the way that she's like fiddling with her hands and that's kind of uh-huh. like, it's crazy, right? It's kind crazy, of... right? Yep. That's exactly where I was. That's yeah. exactly where I was. Oh, it was and so I good. Love she, she is not kidding at all here. No. She's like, oh no, I'm, I don't, I'm never going to like her. Are yeah. Are you kidding me? That pause of like, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to have a connection. Like, no, that's never gonna. I, I love that there was no wink, there was no smile. It was yep. great. Yeah, like almost like she's like, "Are you watching this back, Astrid?" Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> just wait until. I mean, I know Astrid's very busy 
not promoting her furry account on Twitter. Oh, I, I don't know about this. Oh, okay. And I, I just, I love that Reddit was just like, reading her to filth for this but like oh, no. she basically astrid's posting like i really want to promote my like furry porn account but i don't want it to be flooded with like fans of my drag so like if you want to follow it dm me but if you're gonna talk about drag i'm gonna block you but i really want to share it but i just don't want it to be infiltrated with drag fans and it's just like oh, she's a control freak isn't she yes psych ward those shoes you know oh God, you're a fucking lunatic you're a fucking <laughs> lunatic those fucking semi-formal shoes those semi-formal shoes yeah that's right and your furry alt account candy witch bitch <laughs> yeah candy witch bitch <laughs> oh that's erica clash yeah um, she was a candy semi-formal witch shoes bitch. those semi-formal shoes oh my god what a read yeah those these semi-formal <laughs> shoes Rapping. Um, anyway, okay, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Melissa thing because Astrid, again, it's it's the editors. I, I it, it just I don't I don't know what the angle is. Like, does she do something later where she deserves this? What is this all leading up to exactly? Like, why why are we getting kind of like a bit? Of, the editors are kind of dog villing Astrid, and then it's like we're gonna just keep showing all of your most humiliating moments we're gonna we're gonna edit body in. slam yeah we're gonna dog walk you we're gonna yeah, we're gonna right. body you we're gonna dog walk you <laughs> yeah you know yeah. we're gonna we're gonna edit in the the national anthem while you while you monologue in the cauldron yeah like and we're not gonna eliminate you uh and and get you out of here so like clearly you know what i mean like what is this all leading towards exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of where i was um yeah, uh, I think there's uh, some more drama with Coco where she, like, I don't know if this is the producers adding this in with Coco to create something interesting because I don't think this is going to end. Like, I don't think there's that there's going to be, like, a, it's you. It's not going to be that moment. Like, this is just for this episode. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, Coco thinking that she's being sabotaged. I mean, I want to zoom in on this moment where she's kind of, like, pleading the case for you know ways in which she's being sabotaged and that like somebody knew i had blisters and cuts on this specific foot and so it's just an interesting coincidence then that's the shoe that goes missing so i'm forced to wear this more uncomfortable shoe and i'm like coco Mm. is it possible you misplaced your shoe you know like because who's paying attention to coco's blisters you know yeah that's such a I mean, that's a lunatic, right? Yeah, right. Like, where is your semi-formal shoe? Yeah. This is, I just, I, you know, listen, Coco can do pretty much no wrong, but part of loving a queen is also being like, mm, I don't know, girl. Now, on that note, she could also be well aware of that and is just giving herself a storyline. I th- That's what I think it is. But like, yeah, if anybody is doing that, and noticing those details, like that's a lunatic. Like that is yes, that is yeah. awful behavior, right? Like I, I just don't think that's happening with this top six. No, I, I, and and when Coco brought it up again in the cauldron, then I was like, I actually think Coco Kane might. This could be a really interesting strategy, right? Is mm. like you give all the other folks the impression that like oh you're working at some kind of handicap because something went missing or something's not there or whatever, but like. And then you turn it out. Like, I don't know. I It's kind of like instead of being Victoria, who has a like a target on her back because she's so 
obviously the strongest. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to make it seem like I had to figure this out under duress. So no one's mm-hmm. going to count me. You know, no one's going to see me as a threat. You know, they're not going to see me. Uh, exactly. Yeah. They're not going to see like how as good as I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows? All of this, you know, could also end up being nothing and they never resolve it. I don't think it's going to be brought up again. Honestly. Yeah. So we may be giving uh, it more airtime than it even needs. Yeah. The the I, in the boudoir or what do they call it the cauldron, the cauldron yeah <laughs> in untucked <laughs> yeah in untucked yeah in untucked the uh the it was it was amazing editing um it was the editors really telling us what's actually more interesting than Hoso and Astrid's love triangle or love duet uh with this straw falling this drama with the straw. This was brilliant. I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was so, so good on, on like layered levels, right? That it, not only is it Coco watching the two of them because we know her feelings. Uh, not only is it just like Mr. Bean kind of slapstick comedy, but it's also a, a commentary on what's happening. I mean... I- Thank God for Coco. Thank God that they have something to turn to when Astrid gets Hoso on that couch to do a, to eulogize Hoso. Oh I mean, it I starts with, oh, you got to put your drink down. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, you got to put that? your drink down. Yeah, oh, yeah. She put her drink down. Well, and, then, and then Astrid, like, she starts, and I love that at one point Coco was just like, gay. <laughs> I just, I you know, and that's such like a thing from high school that I now love is like, calling things gay <laughs> oh well only we can <laughs> only we can julie can't say faggot you julie know? can't say faggot yeah right. oh so, this is a free episode this is a free episode they don't know what that means yeah, yeah. Uh, uh well i was gonna say like she might listen to this uh she did recently ask me for the name of my podcast really yes well yes. you know well i'd like to ask her about that about that boot camp <laughs> in la anyway coco Coco saying, oh, you got to put your drink down for this. You got to put your drink yeah, down. Wait, does she say gay or does she say gay? gay? And then Eva says, I'm so glad you're both gay and just expressing it. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Eva kind of softens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think Eva kind of like takes the, I think Coco sets Eva the ball. Eva of peacemaking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coco hits the ball up. Eva sets it. And then the straw, you know, the straw hits it over the it. net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. That straw. I love that they zoom in on it. Then the fingernails, man, it was so good. It was like Alexis Michelle trying to get the mac and cheese ball out of the sauce in season nine. Yeah, using it as a spear. Oh, God. Thinking about her piercing that mac and cheese ball, thinking about the the macaroni touching that part of of her nail bed (laughs) under the nail, you know? It's a nail biter. It's a nail biter. (laughs) Really? And it was macaroni. Uh, put a straw in its cap and call it macaroni. That's right. I would do that. Um, oh. Yeah, that's that, that's really my only commentary, except that it was a double save. I'm a little disappointed it was a double save. I think that, honestly, I don't want Hoso to go home. So I was ready to have Eva go home. Yeah, you know, one quick mention on Hoso. I do like, because Hoso does a little bit of her own speech at the end. And I, mm. and it was, it was, you know, it was a speech. It was, you know, the boulets watching through the hole in the wall. But mm. I did appreciate, like, showing my art at its cuntest. I was like, ooh, I love that usage. 
that okay you could stay for that uh i also feel like we could have a super cut of uh drag performers saying i'm not going home you know mm. because eva says it obviously ben de la creme from the untucked opening from season six where they use that clip every week really mm. solidified uh you know her her place but yeah queen saying i'm not going home uh would include a clip from this episode. But indeed, nobody went home. I do love Eva's little face journey when she realizes she's safe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Part of me wondered if they knew already. I don't know. It felt... It felt genuine. I don't know. I, I want to believe that it's genuine because I, yeah, okay. I like that moment. I like that yeah. idea. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. Uh, the face journey was... Very entertaining. I was also, I couldn't shake that I was a little disappointed. Uh, but if we're promised that there's going to be a double elimination later, great. Right, right. Like, I, I'm here for there being another twist. Um, that being said, because we still have six, my question is, are we still at any risk of getting a Monsters of Rock challenge? Or do you feel like three per band is not enough? Um, I think three is a little tough, but you can have, you can have the lead singer playing guitar while I, there's a bassist and a drummer. But I just think that there, without two guitars and a lead singer, like, yeah, this was a, fi that's a five person challenge. I mean, I'm just going to say Peter, Paul and Mary did it. So we might Mary. be getting a folk challenge next week. Monsters <laughs> of folk. Folk. <laughs> Who gets to be the Mary? Folk my drag. Yeah, well, folk my drag. Yeah. It's the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, folk my drag. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, uh, BSA obviously is Coco and the Straw. Uh, I think one of our Marys on Instagram also was just like, please tell me you noticed that. How could we not, Mary? Oh, it's uh, the only reason the I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. It was the best part of the episode, for sure. It was and the a, shoes part. I yeah. did love the shoes. That's my nomination, right, is uh, Katya. It was a crowded category. I, I have to throw uh, a BSA to, to Emmy, our stunt choreographer from, from mm. the Wii menu, uh, mm -hmm. to Katya for the shoes, and just for, like, uh -huh. really being like, oh, man, I could really see you being a judge every week on a show like this. Like, mm. I could really get into that energy. Uh, Coco, because it's really Coco's category. Um but I think in terms of like Coco's Cauldron, it's Coco. Yeah. It's Coco's Cauldron. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like my, my BSA of the week has to be. Hello, ugly. <laughs> because I just can't. That is so funny. Oh God. Uh, I'll add one more nomination to the category is Eva acting like she's in a gay porn orgy. Oh yeah. Come on. F <laughs> fuck his butt. Yeah. Fuck her. Fucker, Fuck put her. his cock in your mouth. Put his cock in there. Yeah. 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 Fuck his cum. I mean, yeah. make him cum. Yeah, fuck F his cum. Get his... Fuck yeah. him. Fuck his cum. That's right. Fuck his it cum. It would be fuck his cum. Fuck his, fuck his cum. cock. Fuck his, fuck his cock. cock. Like, just just like, I guess. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> could you could you clarify that? Yeah. Yeah. You have to not think logically. No. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Baby Peach calm, on a bike. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I your guess. Gonna make me calm. Oh, your yeah. dick is going to make me come. Oh, this is a free episode. God. Uh, anyway, uh, this was a very entertaining episode of Dragula. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to go. Mary, what is our last chance floor show? 
Well, in honor of uh, Melissa and her homage to China, I found on Spotify a song that is, I don't want to say sung by China, but features the profound auto-tuning of some verbalizations of China and a song called Who I Am. Yeah, Yeah, so fuck her up. And, And I say song lately as well, but I feel like it's an appropriate way to go this week. I love it. Marys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching along. And we'll see you next week. Party, party, tutsies! <laughs> <laughs>